Are we recording? Are we live? Is this on? Uh, it is, is this, it is. Oh my god. Oh my gosh. We are Who back. Where are you? For week three. Where did you come from? Get out of uh, my apartment. <laughs> um, my name is Aaron Minkema. Um, I'm here to deliver a package to you. Oh, that's, oh my a, God. What, that's uh, a big package. This is not how we... St- is, it, uh, is it for Simon Gettle, that package? Um, no, it's actually for uh, Miss Prairie Jean. Oh, well, she, she's in her crate right now because she's being very energetic. Simon, I think that might be because she is excited for week three of the podcast, oh, Bopper wow. Flop. Wow, and can you believe it? We're on Apple Podcasts now. So official. I know. We've been recording for the past three weeks, and we finally, finally, finally yes, just surged all of our episodes. Fun yeah. one-two punch of releases. Yeah, and if you're lucky, it might be on Spotify soon. We And maybe, like, the Google Store and the Amazon mm-hmm. one. There were mm-hmm. a lot of options I saw when we were going through that. Yeah, and uh, Newsflash, the numbers are in, and on Apple Podcasts, we were actually ranked... Uh, hot pod to watch right up there with uh, Michelle Obama's podcast. Did you see that? I did, yeah. That's actually really cool. I hope yeah. it gets us some, some exposure that we absolutely um, need right now. Yeah, and I'm just waiting for Casper to sponsor us because mama needs a mattress. I I think I could use a mattress too. Do you think they give us both a free one if we if we talk absolutely. about them? Um, absolutely. Casper, they have mattresses. They do. I love Casper. Uh, uh, anyways... So today we're here with episode three, and uh, we're going to be talking about King Princess. Yes, yes. yes. This is our first week where we're not reviewing something that's super current, but is still pretty right. current. But we, we need to tell the people about her. Yeah, we were, we were ideating on what to do for this kind of off week, and mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. we both were like, King Princess feels like an, or an artist that we just have not given the time of day to. Yeah, like... I've I've seen flashes of her. This feels right. Are by the way, are you yeah. sorry, I just Oh my god, don't touch the We're not touching the table. table. You can't we have some serious <sighs> rules here about sound quality and you can't do a lot of touching, a lot of No touching. Sna- slapping, yeah. snapping, all of it. Yeah. My other podcast, I'm constantly touching people <laughs> while we record, but it doesn't touching, work with our setup. Touching people with Simon Ghetto. <laughs> I like that. I, I mean, I would sponsor it, and I think Casper would, too. I think so, too. Yeah. Um, frankly, I, the first question I want to ask, so it sounds like you might have done a tiny bit of research on King Princess. Oh, Are, just, like, yeah, very high level. Before we get very into that, level. though, mm-hmm. pronouns of King Princess. King, Princess, even just, like, the... Right. It's, is it they, them? Is it she, her? Where are um, we at? Do you know? Yes, I. So she identifies as gender queer and gay and uses uh, she pronouns. Okay, so now we know for the rest of the podcast to use she pronouns. She. Um, yeah. So Simon, who do we have as a as a guest this week um, to help us through this this album? So uh, this, you know, we always take a lot of time to consider who to have on the pod, who could come in with some knowledge, uh, really understand our brand, and just seamlessly integrate. And, uh, I mean, you know, I think we both came to this conclusion together. Yeah, it was pretty. It was a pretty easy conclusion. We were just, uh, we were both navigating Grinder, and we yeah. were trying to find who was the closest. Who um, should be our third. Who should be our third for this, this wonderful podcast, and that's yeah. where we saw it, 747 feet away. Right next to us, practically. Headless torso. And after some, some further... 
Some further details, we found out that that was none other than Luke, Luke Miller. No, I think I, that's actually a, a point of controversy for, um, yeah, for our special our guest. Just settle it here. L- Luke or Lucas, walk, walk, walk us through you. Yeah. You know, I, in first grade, I was in a class with another Lucas, and um, we played rock, paper, scissors, and I lost, and, and then had to be Lucas. But that's so sad. I reclaimed my identity, and I'm Luke now. So Luke, Oh, so wow. Simon's been saying it all wrong. Oh, cur! Mm-hmm. That was a car screech. I, I accept that. So Luke, um, what what is uh, what excited you about King Princess, and why did you join us for this episode? I think she is just badass. Like, I think her and this wave of like all these queer artists coming forward are just so exciting. Um, I love the fact that her even on her album art, she has drag makeup on and then armpit yeah. hair. She just doesn't give a single fuck about anything. So I, I think she's really exciting. I think she's fantastic and definitely an up-and-comer to pay attention to. And, and, and is that safe to say that you um, knew of and listened to King Princess a lot beforehand? Or was this kind of a new frontier for you, too? No, I've been listening to her since her Make My Bed uh, Ooh, LP. Is oh, that what it's okay. called? So like That's the mixtape? Like yeah. Um, so Harry Styles actually mm. tweeted out the lyrics to 1950, yes. and yes. I was like, oh, okay. And then Mark Ronson hopped on there, and mm-hmm. all these artists have been talking about her for years. Mm-hmm. And so Talia, 1950, Pussy is God. I've She's been on my playlist for a couple of years. So. Yeah, so she's obviously super talented, just 21 years old. Little background on her, she grew up in Brooklyn, and I believe her dad was a recording engineer and had his own studio. So while we're going to preschool, kindergarten, learning numbers, you know, she's learning instruments, seeing how record labels work with artists, learning production techniques, etc. So she was pretty much bred to be a part of the music industry. For this, basically. So, and she actually at age 11 was offered a record deal. And, you know, as most 11 year olds are self aware enough and mature enough to, you know, grasp a, a situation like that, she turned it down because she wanted to learn more about the industry production techniques wow. and, like, who she wanted to work with in the future before oh. she took on a record deal. So who who was her first collaborator with then? I mean, I'm not putting you on the spot as, as the um, librarian of, of King Princess knowledge, but I, you've got you've got Google or does, maybe Luke knows. I think it was Mark Ronson. You'll have to fact yeah. check that. But yeah. Mark Ronson and Harry, like she got famous because Harry Styles tweeted about her. That's how I yeah. heard about her. And yeah. he was the one that skyrocketed her. And yeah. of course, she when, was the opener for Harry. Yeah. And oh. do you remember when Harry put my nudes up on Twitter. My OnlyFans <laughs> shot up. Mama, I don't work anymore. Okay, this podcast is for fun. I make all my money on OnlyFans. Only, I thought it was only Flan that you were on. It's actually both. I'm on oh, both. yeah, 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 yeah. One makes, makes decidedly more cash than the other. Um, you'll have plans. to tune in oh, <laughs> to find out that later. Um, okay, so... Um, should we maybe dive into the album? Yeah, let's do it. Um, Aaron, do you want to start us off with your top bop? Yeah, so if you remember last week, I had a tough time with this exercise. <laughs> and uh, even this week, too, I, uh, I have been listening to this, this album, which I don't think we even said the name of. Oh, right, I guess um, we should probably do that. So introducing the album from King Princess, it's Cheap Queen! Bow, 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 bow. Bow, 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 bow. Soundboard. 
Um, so listening to Cheap Queen, we uh, decided to listen to the, the deluxe edition. So I think there's five more songs uh, within our repertoire to be able to review. Sure. And I may or may not have missed that memo and started with the deluxe and then went to the regular. But oh, it's deluxe okay. is fine. Deluxe is fine. Yeah, we're, everything. we're doing great with that. So uh, had a tough time, but... When I was listening to it today, there was a certain song that just kind of gave me a little bit of like a boop boop, Ooh. and it, like it kind of made yeah. me want to want to dance a little bit. And okay. for me, that song was "Hit the Back." Ooh, yes. Hit Are you ready for a listen? Yes, Mama, cue it up. Da 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 do do da 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 da. We are listening to the song. Ooh ooh do 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 do. Wow, thank you for that jingle, Erin. Uh, we're back. Uh, listener, you can uh, you can join us again. Hello, listener. We're back. Didn't mean to startle you. Um, so we just listened to Hit the Back, and um, reason why it is my top pop. Mm-hmm. Tell us. When I was listening to this album, I think, I mean, like, overall, if you listen to the album as a whole, there's a lot of these vibes about, like, kind of, like, I imagine, like, cigarette sex almost a little <laughs> bit like just where you're you're kind of it's kind of like dirtier and a little bit like raunchy like yeah, yeah. it's your first time you've ever put on leather and you're at tank night it's, <laughs> cigarette it's like, sex I, I love that it, like it, it it just kind of it kind of feels like like kind of a sensual like treat me dirty and Ooh, this yeah, this yeah. song like I think the reason why it ended up becoming my top bop is because uh, picture this, I was working at, or working at my, my home, like we all are probably doing right now, mm-hmm. um, 130 emails behind, uh, oh, really just kind of stressing out. And I was listening to this album in the background and mm-hmm. when it came on, I was like, Oh, it's kind of slow. It's like, is this going to be another slow song? There's a couple slow songs that, uh, either, I think they, they lead up to it. Mm-hmm. And so I was expecting it to be slow and it's at the end of the album too. So I was yes. also expecting it to like, not necessarily hit the back as much as it did. Touche. Um, and then it, and then it did like slowly, but surely it built into this, like this moment that like, honestly, all I wanted to do was wiggle and jiggle. Yes. Yes. Um, in terms of lyrics, the song is also just kind of like, it very much hits the money of the album where it says, um, I don't care if you degrade me <laughs> after all, you are my safety. Um, it's kind of just going like pretty much like spit in my face, dad. Yeah, I also like the lyric, need you to be my motor and run me till I can't go further. I love that. Like, it's like so it, it just like, treat me like garbage, please. Because <laughs> that's how you show me that I'm your queen. Like, that's, that's cheap queen. Yeah. Cheap, cheap queen. queen. Cheap queen. Cheap queen. Um, yeah, I agree. This song has a really uh, exciting progression in terms of like, where it brings us. It really takes you there. It, it, it's, it's a magic carpet ride. Luke, what did, what'd you think? So I've been a little quiet, and the reason I've been a little quiet is because I have a confession to make. What's and the confession, Luke? This is my biggest flop on the album. Oh. What? what? Oh, what? no. What? I, oh, my yeah. God. Uh, yeah. In Aaron's apartment. <laughs> I know, I know. I just, I, here's the deal. Here's the deal. So she built this career, this persona, and she did it really well. She's the strong non-conforming she's a boy she's a girl she's whatever the fuck she wants to be she built this persona and so i guess with this song if we're looking at the lyrical content production wise awesome it's a bop product production wise awesome but degrade me you just built this entire persona on strength and now all of a sudden you're this like 
subset of your partner, I don't like it. Mm. Okay. Like uh, it. Mm, and mm, stylistically, ooh. from just the themes of the album, it's all about loss and love and everything in between. And it just is such a, like, it just took a weird turn for me. So I want to actually bring up something that's from a different artist that had a lot of controversy in Lana regards. Lana Del Rey? Lana Del Rey oh, okay, very sure. much got torn to shreds about some of her lyrics and how they kind of glorified men beating uh, beating women for, like, if, if that's, like, part of your pleasure. Um, oh, God. We so to say that King Princess is the only one that's doing it is Girl, also... leave Lana alone, first yeah. of all. If you know anything about me, you'll leave her alone. First of all, mm-hmm. um, I have a gun under this table. <laughs> Just be careful. And we could literally have a 20-hour podcast on all the Lana happenings as of late. I, I just... That I was, mean, listeners, that was very brave of Aaron because he's sitting with two Lana stands. So um, Hard that was a Lana stand. I think the difference is that Lana from the very beginning has had that persona and she's Completely. always talked about the same things. King Princess came in, basically was like, I'm a girl. I have long uh, armpit hair. Um, I don't b- bake muffins. I <laughs> kick you in the shins and I do whatever the fuck I want. And here it's like, Okay, I understand taking a backseat for your lover, and we need to create a space for women who, um, I guess, how Lana put it. Um, <laughs> um, Luke does not know what how Lana put it, but what I I do I do find very fascinating about your statement is that you used doesn't bake muffins as yeah. a personality trait. Well, you know, because g- g- girls <laughs> you know, are raised, they have to make like cookies, clean them, and she's like, "Fuck no, you cook my food." Yeah. I'll change the tire on your car. Luke, um, just so we can get a little bit more information about you, Mm -hmm. do you ever bake muffins? Um, I actually just bought a muffin from Trader Joe's, and it is to die for. Mm. Um, if if you you missed out earlier this week, I actually reviewed it on my Instagram, Instagram.com backslash the Aaron. Check that out. Um, you really can't because it was a story, and I don't oh, well, I don't post um, my old stories. Maybe it'll find its way to the wall. Maybe it will. Maybe, who knows? Feed? I mean, Feed maybe maybe, maybe it'll come on our new Instagram um, feed <laughs> account whenever that finally launches. Uh, yeah, Aaron, and where can you find us on Instagram? Um, this is a, a shameless plug for that. It's Bop or Flop mm. Podcast. Okay. Is that Instagram? Okay. Bop Lovely. or Flop. Lovely. Yeah. Um, so Luke, you, you just didn't like that she, um, kind of brought herself down a level. It, but I, I would honestly say that there is a level of, she's growing. She's now 21. She is discovering herself. Like if you think about Miley Cyrus at this exact same age, mm. she was also kind of went through her rebellious phase. And I think this is all like whether or not it is the exact same, it's pretty much King princess's version of bangers where it's a little bit more like, yeah, treat me, treat me dirty. Like I'm like, I'm rebellious. I'm no longer just a teen. Yeah. And there could be some empowerment found in like, uh, you know, giving it up a little bit of control. Hmm. Yeah. And I'm going to redeem myself. So Lana had said that there needs to be a space for submissive women. Thank you. Submissive women Thank can you. still be feminists, and I absolutely agree with that. Mm-hmm. That being said, I think the problem that I have with that and the disagreement I have with that is that her voice is so strong. Like, I don't sense any kind of submiss- submission in this song when mm-hmm. she says things about, treat me like your pet, degrade me. Sure. These you're, things... you're not seeing uh, the contrast working there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This, this ain't no Mariner's apartment complex, I'll say that. Oh, <laughs> Well, I think what so I think what what you're saying is you're okay with Lana doing it, but somehow it's not okay for King Princess. No, no. not true. No. I'm saying it needs to be performed in a way that helps mm. those themes. If you're going to sing about yes. that, it needs to be yes. performed like that. Um, okay, well then I better the just theater, wait. The theater was missing for me. I'm 
so the sorry. The theater was mm-hmm. missing. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe there's a music video. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Who knows? Girl, I there don't probably know is. Anyways, um, can we? I forgot where we're at. So, so um, I guess I'll, 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 I will. That out. Where you lead, I will follow. Um, and in this case, I will lead us to our um, next top bop. Luke, do you want to go ahead and tell us what your top bop is? I would absolutely love to. Uh, my top bop is going to be the lead single, the title track, uh, Cheap Queen. This was on every 2019 playlist I had. Uh, love it to death. Should we maybe press the play button and see what we think? I, th- I think we should. This is the um, middle part where you listen to the song. Oh, wow. Cheap Queen. That is, I think, as the kids would say, a slapper. You know what? Um, this song probably is one twenty nine on iTunes, and I would spend it. <laughs> Absolutely. Not a cheap song, but I'm here for it. <laughs> so, uh, Luke, tell us, uh, why was this your, uh, your bop of the album? I think it's the perfect pop song. I think this is like the epitome of what it means to be pop. Um, I, the entire chorus, it's so catchy. It's so fun. I would put this on while cleaning, like, and just, like, I, I, I would stop cleaning my apartment and just dance. Like, it would, it just takes you to a different place when I hear it. Um, the chorus, the lyrics, I can be good sometimes. I'm a cheap queen. I can make girl men cry. Or, I'm a real queen. I can make girl men cry. That is my favorite lyric on the entire album. Oh. Uh, similarly, I love how much she plays with gender. Her name is King Princess, so clearly there's two different genders at play. Mm-hmm. And yet here she just totally embraces femininity. Um, Interesting. I, I, I just love it. I, I think it's the best song on the album. I think it's the best thing she's done. I, I absolutely adore it. So I, when we were, when we listen, we are watching all of the lyrics play on the big screen. And one of the lyrics that literally just had me gasping was, I'm getting too cocky since everyone wants me. <laughs> it's harder to be myself, but I see you love me and it's better than money. <laughs> I just love the line. I'm getting too cocky since everyone wants me. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. girl, okay, mm-hmm. okay. Yeah. You and you saw all those five star reviews on Apple Podcasts for Bopper Flop. Oh, that's gonna be us in like a week. Oh, right. Yeah. Once Casper comes calling, forget it. Mm. And then even similarly, like I just love the idea around like I don't need much to be happy. Like I'm good with just like staying in on a Friday night watching movies. Like I know I'm this superstar and everyone wants me but like we can do the bare minimum and and still have fun so i just i loved this song yeah i would say too um it's a perfect summation of who she is as an artist and like this is who i am this is what you're gonna get Mm -hmm. and packages it into such a fun pop song I will say when I was listening to it earlier this week, it uh, the way I interpreted it was kind of very similar to, um, oh my God, there's a song on Folklore, bringing it back every single oh, week. As um, you should, as you should. Um, that was kind of about this like chameleon-like, and when she says like, I can be a cheap queen, I can be what you like, and like, mm-hmm. but I'm a real queen too, and I can do, like, it was kind of like, I can do it all. Sure. Whatever you need, baby, I'll meet you there. Oh. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but the way the way you guys are talking about the song, it's very different than my interpretation. Oh, so okay. I actually, and both from 
watching the lyrics happen as well as talking to you. I think that's where that comes from. Mm-hmm. Um, Luke, any final thoughts on Cheap Queen? Well, I, I'm really interested in what you just said about I can be what you like because that's a very submissive statement. And so it's interesting True. because that was my critique on Hit the Back. And oh. yet, but see how the two are so performed so differently. Like That's a really good point. Whereas Hit the Back was performed with almost like this cockiness and whatever. And Cheap Queen is more of like off the cuff, like this is just the way it is. And so, so laid back. But, yeah. but I would say like, I mean, Cheap Queen sounds more like intro to um, us, like before bedroom. And then Hit the Back is very much like we've been, we've been seeing each other for a while. You get me and I get you. And like, I want you to treat me that way. You know what I mean? Like, I think that, and, and that's also, if you look at like the album song order, that's mm-hmm. kind of how it goes too, is like, it don't, I would wonder going back to the album and listening through if it, if it, if there is any sort of story to be told of how these songs all come together, mm-hmm. yeah. um, to tell that. But, um, we don't have time to listen to the full album unless you want to be listening to a three hour podcast. So <laughs> mm-hmm. Simon, um, should we move on to what maybe your top bop is? We could, but first I'm going to ask you, is that a bop for you or a flop? Oh, that was, that's a total bop. Total bop. Agreed. And we might have forgot to have done that for the first song, and it might be the whole point of the podcast, but that's okay. It's storming out. You know what? We're, <laughs> we're, we're having fun here together, and it's about what my top bop is. Um, one thing I wanted to mention, too, is so, uh, and sorry, we're, we're, we're not moving on very quickly. Luke, I also did want to mention that... Um, you were talking about how you could be dancing in your living room. I don't feel like this is a dance in my living room or dance in my kitchen song. This feels very much like a strut down the street song for me. Ooh, like, okay, I like I, that. I, there's, there's certain songs that like you just listen to as you're like drinking your coffee in the morning. Yes. There's certain ones where you just want to be at the dance floor and jumping up. Mm-hmm. This is a song where I want to like kind of just be like with my noise canceling AirPods Pro. Your AirPods, yeah. Walking yeah. through, walking like strut myself, Ave. Washington <laughs> Avenue. Yeah. Looking at each other, wearing my short alls, um, jeans outfit yeah. thing. Yeah. Just living, feeling my oats. This is the song I'd want to be playing. Wow, I love that perspective. Ugh. I do too. It's not wrong. It's different. It's, it's not, not wrong, wrong at all. Um, so we were going to um, go to Simon's Top Bops, and I think we will be going to t- Simon's Top Bops, so let's do that. Simon. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, what is your Top Bop of the album? Aaron, thank you so much for asking. Um, I was going through a few songs in my head trying to figure out what my top up was going to be. And I finally settled on Homegirl. Ooh. Oh, Homegirl. Are you ready to listen to Homegirl? I would say I I am Homegirl. All right, we'll be right back. All right. Hey there, listener. It's me, Simon. Just heard my top up, and you're probably listening to it right now, and you're probably thinking, wow, Simon, (laughs) I really connect with you on this. Homegirl was the right choice for Top Up. And with that, I would have to say, well, you're welcome. And uh, we'll uh, be coming back to you in three, two, one. <laughs> so we're back with Bopper Flap, and we just listened to Homegirl. Wow. Simon, what did you love about that song? Gosh, I mean, where to begin with that song? Just instantly from the first time I heard it, I connected so deeply to it. Um just kind of going through the lyrics on this one, I kind of picture King Princess viewing someone who maybe like newer to being out and like figuring themselves out, definitely at that stage in life where they're naive to the world and maybe don't have a real accurate perception of like people's intentions and what they can be sometimes. And then 
you know, something happens in their life and they do experience something negative when it comes to love. Maybe, you know, they got cheated on or, you know, something to that effect. And then with that bad experience comes a tainted or conflicted view of what love is. And so I view King Princess, you know, in this song, noticing this person and wanting to help them kind of navigate this new and sometimes scary ground of, you know, queer life or what have you. And so when she's talking to this person, you know, everyone wants something from your soul on the molly. Um, if you're thinking that I'm going to act like those boys, I would never. Mm-hmm. So it, I think she's trying to, you know be a support system for someone who uh, may be a little lost in a scary world. Yeah. What do you think, Luke? I So when thinking of my top bobs, this was probably number two for me. Um, I absolutely love it. This is Father John Misty. This is Amy Winehouse. This uh, is yes. so like such a tragic storyline. And it couldn't sound any more different than the comparison I'm about to make. So it doesn't sound anything similar to this song. But I couldn't help but think of Dancing on My Own by Robin. Interesting. Oh. Because the entire point of Dancing on My Own is being at this party. And uh-huh. the and the person you want, the person you can't have is across the room. And you do anything to get there. But it just can't happen. And this actually reminded me exactly of that. And with the lyric, um, the boys are looking at the girl she wants. And so she says... We're friends at the party, but I'll give you my body at home. So uh, she's not their Saturday night. She's the Sunday morning. She's oh, the one you wake up with. She's not the one you take. She's not the one you give attention to. You know, I feel like we just had a moment where um, Luke proved, you know, why he's here. Mm-hmm. That was really mm-hmm. astute, mm-hmm. in my opinion. And also, like going further, it just brings up all the complexities of being young and queer. Mm-hmm. Because you're not necessarily allowed by society to just outwardly be yeah. with someone of the same gender, yes. sexuality, this, that, and the other. So it's yes. just, this was such a great song. I'm uh, so glad we got to talk about it. Cause, and also, too. it was really sweet and nice and slow, but raunchy. Spelling my name with your tongue. Yes. That's an allusion to eating pussy. I mean, that is because, like, they say do the alphabet. Like, you know, they... Like, I've never heard that oh, saying, you, but I've also never been straight. Star, you, so. you girls are gold star gays. So <laughs> I'm a gay, but I actually you, have been with a girl. So are you supposed to say the alphabet as you're like eating a girl out? Or? Does that work? While you're eating a girl out, you're supposed to, like with your tongue, you're supposed to do the alphabet if you don't know what you're doing. Because you don't want to do constant a, stimulation. A, B, C, D, no, no, no. You don't sing it, sweetie. You use your tongue. Aaron, you don't sing it. So spelling my name with your tongue on this beautiful, like, harp-like wow. guitar chords. And I just, I love it. It's dirty. It's, like, poetic. Wow. It was, yeah. Wow. Girls, wow. if I'm ever drunk enough, get ready for me to sing the ABCs to your pussy. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's going to be the furthest thing I'm going to. Wow. Um, that blows my mind. <laughs> Aaron, you will apply house labs. Come on. Uh, well, yeah, I mean, we'll, yeah. we'll probably do each other's makeup either before or after or even during that might be part of the deed. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Well, um, bringing it back. Um, so one thing I love about this song, too, is, like, personally, I'm pretty pragmatic when it comes to a lot of things. Um, and, like, for example, I wouldn't move in with someone, like, four months after knowing them and just be like, Aaron, I know it in my heart that this is right. Like, that's just like, not me. But this, the lyrics of this song mixed with the production, which feels like so dreamlike and soft and really comfortable and cozy. 
um, it really like makes you believe in love. I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's so sweet. It's, it's so sweet. the sweetest song on the album. What I would what I would say about this song in particular um, is a lot of the the songs on the album have just one clear message, and it just is repeat the message yeah. over again. Mm-hmm. This one in particular almost tells it's different in that it tells a story. Like you, it's you start with this kind of um, walk in the party, and everyone else is l- noticing you, right. and then it ends with like I'm noticing you, and that type of kind of progression. There's a progression in the story that goes along with it that mm-hmm. I, um, I also really do like, and you're both of you. I I think that the the paintings you 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 were able to convey with your words about the song, I think, is just perfect because I think there's something to be said about um, having someone. We're I don't perfect. know about <laughs> you guys are perfect. No. There's something to be said about like having someone that like helps you feel okay with your queerness. Oh my god, yeah, mm-hmm. I feel like yeah. we all have had those people in our lives for sure. Um, well, speak. I mean, well, speak. Okay. Spe- I'm sorry. <laughs> I mean, I think I think that like I think. I've I've started to have that like okay, I, I think yeah. it, but like when I was first like yeah. f- acknowledging in my like internally that I was queer yeah. it was a very different experience for me of wishing that there was someone to show me the ropes and someone sure. to to go mm-hmm. from that and like the people in my high school that, that that identified as gay were just so outward and so crazy and just like fashion all that type of stuff and mm-hmm. I was not at a point that that was like yeah. I didn't see myself in that person and so yeah. for me it was a really interesting kind of road for me to have to go down of of I felt like I had to reject like queer culture because I yeah. didn't yeah. see myself within my high school yeah which I think is a pretty typical yeah and also why it's so cool that we're king princess exists right because yes. she brings this whole new world of queerness and then there's this whole new definition for kids Mm-hmm. who don't have the same experience as us because they have role models like her. Yeah. And I am so jealous of that. I mean, like, mm-hmm. yeah. but that, that's where I would say, like, I don't, I wouldn't say that I had uh, a queer mentor or a, someone that kind of, like, nudged me in the right direction. Yeah. It wasn't until, like, post-college that I finally was like, oh, I think I actually can see myself here. And I, right. and, I mean, now I'm, like, blossoming in this community I'll bloom for you, sister. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So thank you. Thank you, Simon, for sharing your top bop. Um, yeah, of course. Should we maybe move on to um, biggest flops? Mm-hmm. I mean, it'll be tough, but it's something we have to do in obligation mm-hmm. of our contract of the podcast with Apple Podcasts, soon to be Spotify, Casper Mattress, uh, Bowling Branch, uh, Sheets, Squatty Potty, House Labs, etc. Uh, the list grows. Squarespace. I, I think we need to. John Malkovich uses Squarespace. Oh, I do did, too. Oh. Actually, I do. Did you guys see? We. I mean, okay, we might need to watch this tonight. Okay. Being John Malkovich. Right. It's, have, it's no. It's on. I no. It's on Netflix. It's, I, it, I was looking, and it's on Netflix. So okay, mm, we're gonna watch that. Cameron later Diaz. For sure. This is one of the few times I'd say it. Cameron Diaz in that movie. Fantastic. Uh, uh, also, Charlie's Angels. She was great there too. Um, anyways. Pop-up. Uh, Aaron, do you want to uh, start with your biggest flop on the album? Uh, yeah. So when we we set out for this assignment, I think one of the big things and the reasons why King Princess came to mind is because King Princess released a deluxe version of the Cheap Queen album. Mm-hmm. Deluxe versions usually include anywhere from like two to five additional tracks. 
Sorry, I just had to burp. Uh-huh. Um, and usually those, those songs are the ones that are either like remixes or do like they kind of add like featuring Khaled or whatever else. Yeah, um, a little spice. And so we wanted to open it up to allow for us to be able to really be able to delve into the full catalog. Sure. And what I would say is um, the song that didn't do it for me was actually on the bonus on the, tracks. On the bonus, mm-hmm. yeah. And, and that, that song happens to be Ohio. Um, oh, Oh, no. I know. A, no, no, I won't give my opinion yet. Yeah. Um, you have to stick around for that. Okay, what is what is the... Okay, before we before we listen to the song, because yeah. we're going to have to listen to the song, maybe you try and find something redeeming about it. Who knows? What is the... What is the... Um, there's a, a TV show that he says, Ohio, at some point in it. What is the... Drew something... Drew, it's... What? Drew Carey? Maybe, maybe it's the guy that it's the guy that is Price is Right. Yeah, Drew Carey. He had a TV oh show. Oh my god, I know what you're talking about. What is the show called? Oh my god, what is it? What is? Do you know Luke? Oh my gosh. It was on for like the Carey Show. Was the it called Car- the Carey Show? Carey show? Drew Carey Show. But like yeah. in in the yeah, in the Carey the, the theme song, it has like to the bottom of that. Ohio. So um, <laughs> sorry for that that tangent, but we are That's gonna great. take. The quickest break, and when we're when we're uh, when we return, we will be talking about Ohio. Me casas tu casas me casas tu casas me casas tu. Wow, it really pays to have those those intros or those those kind of those middle interlude things that we mm, have. Yeah, yeah. What, what's the what's the word for that? I, a good question. It's not a commercial break, but it's like in the middle of the album, there's a an, in, an interlude. Right? Interludes to start out the song, according um, to the Killers, um, Samstown. A, a, a cleanse. Um, those cleanses between between when we are listening to our songs. Um, well, anywho, we are back with um, my biggest flop, which is Ohio. Mm-hmm. Um, so before you guys read me to filth or tell me your opinions, I want to tell you mine. Yes, please do. Um, so. Two things. First thing is, I think that the reason why I I chose Ohio as the song that that was my biggest flop is not necessarily saying the song standing alone would be the worst song to listen to, mm-hmm. but for me the Ohio felt from the like the biggest flop in terms of the album cohesiveness. The rest of the album kind of has this like almost twang and this kind of like. Um, lead you, pull you back, lead you, pull you back, um, as kind of the, the way that the songs are all kind of constructed and, and the way that King Princess uses her voice to be able to get there. Um, Ohio feels very Barracuda by heart. Ooh, um, reference. It feel, reference. And it, we're, go, we're going there, too, because I actually marked that down, too. Very Ann Wilson. It, it, singer. Yeah, yeah, yeah it if, feel, you're, if you're too young to know, uh, please Google and come back. Or um, play Guitar Hero 3. Um, located on that um, amazing game that I played back in high school. But yeah. skip alone, because that was their pop era, and it wasn't strong. Okay. Mm-hmm. So for me, I think biggest flop for me is just, it It felt like it was out of place on the album. And again, as someone that listens to albums beginning to end, this song really did end it with kind of a, oh, I guess we're at the end. I know. Um, so that's why it's biggest flop. We just listened to it and I, I, if I was, again, if I was to appreciate it as a single song by itself, I would probably be able to get there with it. But 
standing with the rest of the album and the way the rest of the album was constructed, this did feel out of place. Okay, point taken, and we'll consider that. Uh, that being said, Luke, you want to start this shit or me? Um, yeah, get in there. I'll do it. Okay, so to preface this, I grew up with, like, 80s metal. Like, I grew up with Motley Crue, Def Leppard, That's Aerosmith. why you have that, that like, mullet hairdo or whatever uh, you exactly, have right now. Exactly, exactly. Mm-hmm. So, earlier we mentioned her dad was a sound engineer, and obviously with that comes, like, an education and just, like, music history, and so mm-hmm. when I was kind of doing my homework on King Princess before this... Um, she's listed Led Zeppelin as one of her major influences. And so obviously if you don't know Led Zeppelin, you should, they're like one of the best rock bands of all time. I totally heard the influence in this song. I heard Stairway to Heaven. I heard Black Dog. I heard like, it was like a greatest almost hits of Led Zeppelin in this. That guitar mid uh, just Ugh, slayed me. Comes alive. Slayed me. Um, and to end the song, that was a good one. Like, that's just a really cheeky way to end an entire album that we just spent. Like, Mm -hmm. like she literally ends the album. The last thing she says, that was a good one. Yeah. Cheeky is the right word. I would say. And also I'm I'm just going to skip to the beat. My, all of my flops were just generally, I hate deluxe album, like additions. I hate side B's. Oh, because it's just, it's just kind of, right. except for Carly Rae Jepsen, because yeah, she can do you. no wrong. Thank you. But generally speaking, deluxe albums for me are always just like, here's three songs that didn't make the album, totally but I agree. like them. Totally agree. And so for this, and a little background information, um, Ohio, she had actually been performing previous to the drop of the album. So she's been performing this since like 2018. Mm-hmm. And fan, it's a fan favorite. She loves it. And so the cool thing about deluxe albums is I don't actually take the songs as like a part of the story. I take them as like their own song sure. in their own world. Yeah. And so I took that as a nod to her fans. So because mm. you all love this, I'm putting this here. And then okay. to end, and if we are going on the journey of like beginning to end, um, to end it on, it's a good one. I mean, Perfect. What Perfect. I, what I, okay. Um, what do we think of, of, um, songs that either enter or beginning with like, okay, we're in the studio and record. I usually hate it. I, yeah. Like, Almost always hate mm-hmm. it. it. I think of Billie Eilish, um, who I love and I loved her last album. Should she have won album of the year? I don't think so. But she begins the album talking about her retainer and it's like, girl, we don't. No, uh, come on. Like, yeah, you're I, an ingenue. We get, mm-hmm. You're young and you're like cute and funny, but like, come, just get to bad guy. We don't need that. Yeah. yeah. What, what would you say is your first song that you can remember? Like, I, I guess, I, I guess maybe this is more of a, like just a, yeah. a, a story for me, but like, well, we might have a funny answer too. You never know. You, you never know. know. You never know. How about, how about I tell my story okay, and you guys yeah. can follow suit. We'll so, so for me, um, growing up, I, th- I think I mentioned this last podcast but like I thought until well into middle school that music wasn't for me like that was a thing that, <laughs> yep. that no, was me too that was a legit oh, thing like where God. like on the school bus it was it was like oh Aaron I like the Beatles who do you like and I was like mm, I think I just don't like music but I remember I remember I think it was in like the third grade I yeah. for some reason had one of the Hanson CDs <laughs> and didn't. Yeah. and I, I, I vividly remember this moment where like I, I, was, I got in a fight with my parents at the dinner table and I ran mm. into the guest bedroom and <laughs> turned on the boombox to my Hanson <laughs> CD and like there was just like this one like song I, I can't I, I might have been Umbop but I don't mm-hmm. think it was Umbop mm-hmm. that okay. starts off with like just like this random studio like okay so now let's go. <laughs> 
And like for me, that was like at the time, it was like, oh my Did god, this is so real. Yes. <laughs> but like, I have that vivid memory in my head of just like exactly like the guest bedroom was all white. Yeah. Like yeah. it was like this. It was like this like metallic like mm-hmm. silver boombox uh, that you had to plug in and have the damn. the nasty antenna. Sure. Um. And that was that's that was my intro to all of these like studio intros. Yeah. What about yeah. y'all? And, and and by the way, if you didn't just hear that, PJ um, was telling us we were a little bit too loud, so we're gonna calm, calm it down. down. Calm it down. Whew. Yeah. PJ, is this good? Is this good? I think the levels are, are good, okay? Aaron. Okay. Okay. Yeah. okay, we can move on. Continue. What about y'all? Do you have a do you have a good story on in that regard? Um, you know, I don't necessarily have an idea in my head of like the first one I heard or what my introduction to it was. I imagine I probably would have had that same kind of like, ooh, this is a fun novelty. This is like real life. Um, But in general, I hate them so much. But one that comes to mind that really works for me because it just leads in perfectly to the song is um, it's uh, Valerie, Mm -hmm. uh, Amy Winehouse, Mark Mm -hmm. Ronson. Does she have one? Yeah. What is it? Yeah, we'll listen to it. So it's the song Valerie. I don't remember exactly what the well, intro is. sometimes I go out yeah. by myself. Yeah. It le- yes, yes, yes. It leads into that. So we can take a listen after this. But I think it just works so well. And it's a rare exception for me. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Luke? So I'm so, so gay. I also grew up Are in you? a... I, yeah. I grew up in a very Ew. conservative place. Not until later, though. We just um, talked mm-hmm. about that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's going to show in the colors. But, uh... I grew up in a very conservative place where country music was like the thing. And oh. so for me, I hate country music. Okay. But I had a couple outliers, Taylor Swift and this next artist. But my song is Man, I Feel Like a Woman. It opens with, let's go girls. Oh, that's pretty good too. And then boom, just yeah. hits. And I forever, like, like, yep, that's mine. Yeah. No explanation. Either, I felt really. like that was part of the song. Yeah. Not, do you think not, that counts as like I don't know, studio or like we we like whatever your journey is is your journey? Yeah, but like I would say that, that was actually sp- a part of it. Are we talking spoken word? Or are no, we talking? We're, we're talking like you can clearly tell that they're done with the song and they just have like like Lizzo does it in one of her songs for her her album okay. where she's like ah that was fun. Oh, oh. see, like, I you know we what were, I mean. I like, thought we were entering a song I, with spoken word. I still respect your answer because that mm-hmm. song, you know. Okay, it's, then I'll change to um, Taylor Swift. Stay, stay, stay. <laughs> that was fun. Okay. Just because that was cute. Okay, yeah. well then, yeah. then that was that. Um, so we spent we spent a lot of time on my song. Um, let's spend a little bit of time on Simon's song. Simon, sure. do you want to go ahead? Um, yeah. This is biggest flop. Biggest flop. Let me just scroll to what it is because I can't be bothered really to remember the name. Okay, so for me, with my journey with the album, I just gotta say, one of my, the things that I'm, I'm looking for in an album is, I'm listening for that last song. How's that last song gonna, like, put its stamp on the album? How is it gonna leave us feeling? Great examples would be, uh, Everything Will Be Alright from Hot Plus. Mm. Um, Well, for me, I uh, might not have done the deluxe version as my (laughs) assignment because... um, You you live your own journey, Simon. Sometimes the details escape me. So for me, I listened to the original release, and the last song is If You Think It's Love. That was my biggest flaw. Oh my gosh. Oh, okay, no. well we're going to have to listen to this just to mm. to make sure it's fresh in our mind and then we're going to come back and and we're okay, going to have to review. I have a, I have a feeling I'm going to get ripped to film mm-hmm. in a second here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Bye. Honk shoe. Honk shoe.
If you think it's love, it is. Honk shoe. Mm-hmm. Um, honestly, Simon, I am concerned about your mental health, and I'm ready for you to explain it. Well, Why was the song your, your biggest flop? Well, first of all, thank you for checking in on my mental health. I'm doing really well. Make um, sure to check in on your friends, guys. It's a really weird time. It is a weird in. time. Secondly, uh, might I say... Um, you can, sure. Yeah. Thank you. Mm-hmm. I will. Um, I don't need your permission, sister. <laughs> That's right. If you're a free woman, you don't need permission. Mm-mm. Yeah, a strong woman, I believe it is. Anyways, um, so with me, I really want a last song as it is on the original release, uh, as previously stated, not the deluxe edition. Mm-hmm. I really want like a statement piece, a stamp that really just you know says like that's it album over and for me I as I mentioned everything will be all right the killer's hot fuss I think is a great example of that I think Babylon off Lady Gaga's Chromatica does that in a really exciting way um I'll just say I kept forgetting what the song title was on this one couldn't tell you a lyric from it um besides um nope already forgot had one in my head and then I went away so that says (laughs) something and listeners you weren't here when we were listening to this one but I just want to point out, I want to make this very clear, we were silent on all of our music lessons. (laughs) Silent. And then we get to my flop, which they give me a face on. I want to be clear, you couldn't see that either. They gave me a face on Mm -hmm. that flop. And you know what? They were chatting away like chickens when we were listening to the song. That might have to do with some disrespect of the choice, maybe. I disagree, and I think it says a lot, and rest my case. Um, what do you have to say? Make it quick. Um, Simon, what I guess I would say is, whenever I think of the final song, you you think of it as the um, as the final song to, to like bring the album home. Uh, a lot of the albums that I've noticed is the, the final song, a lot of times, is that, that single that brings you into the album that isn't necessarily the song that is the best on the album. But in this case, well, I would say that, that, and that would be my argument if it was Biggest okay. Flop, but in this case, I actually really liked the song because the way I interpreted it, which uh, everyone has their own opinions of how, how to interpret the song, but like for me, it was almost like a trust your gut. Like if you think it's love, it probably is. If you think it's not, then it probably isn't. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's, that's probably not the lyric, but like yeah. reason why we chatted through it is because this is probably one of the songs that like, is most memorable mm-hmm. to me on the album from mm-hmm. like when this song comes on, I could probably sing most of the lyrics or I, at least I'm like, I know, I know this song. And so to say that this song didn't deliver, I think it very much did. And the fact, again, as we kind of go back to thinking about and probably our homework for next week, if we remember to talk about it mm-hmm. is, and we go back to this album is just like, was this album a story and is this the song that kind of just cemented that story of you start with kind of that curiosity, then you get into like, yes, I'm into it. Sure. Sure. And then you're finally at the point of like, what was that? Mm-hmm. Um, well, you know, I think you can say what you will about the lyrics. They think there's a nice simplicity to them, but honestly, you know, that production did nothing for me. I didn't even want to dip my toes in. I was out, you know, previous song <laughs> hit the back. I said, I'm out. 
Mm, oh, yeah. You said you liked Hit the Bag. No, that's what I mean. That's where the album ended for me. It should have ended there? Yeah. Uh, I mean, I mean, honestly, I mean, I do think there needs to be something after Hit the Back. It just wasn't that for me. I wanted something else. Yeah, I, I would agree with you that Hit the Back is not the, no, the ending not of, the, of the album. But no. at the same time, I would I wouldn't say that this this song actually might have done it for me. Luke, what do you think? Okay, I this this was almost my uh, my bop mm-hmm. for the album. Yeah. Um, I thought it was the perfect answer to like the thesis of the entire story, which is like. So King Princess, she's what, 20? 21. 21. And, she can drink. And 20 fun. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But generally speaking, like we all like, when you're in your 20s, you don't know anything. Literally nothing. You know nothing. Stupid but you sure think you do. But you sure, you sure do. think you do. So at 21, you really don't know anything because oh. you're only a year into being in your 20s. And so I think just the idea behind if you think it's love, it is. She starts the album wondering, like, what kind of is love? And by the end of the album, it's so great that she doesn't have an answer. And I say by the end of the album, because this is the original closer. Deluxe for me, like those, like I said earlier, all my flops, because they don't, they didn't add to the story. But to end the album on your debut album, not knowing the answer to love, I thought was fantastic because it's like, great, you shouldn't know the answer because you have a whole career ahead of you. And so many more songs to delve into and so much more to give that we'll be able to come back to listen to. Okay. I, I just, I thought it was the perfect closer. All right, um, well, I, I will point out, friends, that we've had great things to say about the lyrics. I haven't heard a peep about the, oh, I loved uh, the production on this one, really got me going or put me in a thought a thought place. And I'm glad. How often have we done it for any of the songs to no, no, be no, no. honest? But you, but you brought it up and I thought it was good because it felt like almost like I was in a pool and it felt like there was more to be said from that. And so this almost felt like there's a part two coming, which there is because it's her debut album. So I was like, there, here, more to come. I'm young. I have more to say. So what I would, what I would um, wonder and maybe off of your point is it really feels like if, if, if we are trying to envision this like albums, in my opinion, should be stories and should be able to get us from point A to point B and tell something in a cohesive unit. And going straight from hit the back to this, you're right, Simon, it is a little bit jarring, mm-hmm. but I know a lot of times when you are like finally feeling that groove, sometimes th- things just hit the fan. Or in this case, like maybe like in, in hit the back, for example, going back to my top pop, mm-hmm. it is all about like, yes, treat me dirty and treat me disrespectful. And this, yeah. this, this other person in the relationship is like, no, you like, you are a person like you deserve respect. And maybe that's that person being like, whoa, um, you deserve someone better than me because I don't love you. I'm just using you for your body and treating you that way for mm-hmm. other reasons. And so when we get into this song, it's very much like, oh shit. So I think there could be like, honestly, ex- if you're going to deluxe edition this shit, Expand songs between the al- the the um, the album and not necessarily at the end mm. to help tell those interlude stories or whatever the term is that we're coming up with for what those middle songs are mm-hmm. or middle points to get us there. Like I think that could be. I would want to know what happened from hit the back to this song. Well, and I'm looking at the track list right now. So it goes from trust or it goes from Isabel's moment to trust nobody to watching my phone to you destroyed my heart. Those are four really emotional songs. To hit the back, which, like, I said that was my flop earlier because I was, like, that was just really jolting. All of a sudden, she's, like, cocky and arrogant and use me as your pet. And, like, it's all about sex when we just explored four emotional songs. And then we go from hit the back to if you think it's love, the album, the original album closer. 
and it's emotional again. So we have the last six songs, five of them are really emotional, and then Hit the Back is the second to last. I, it was jarring. Yeah, that's exactly correct. Like, that's probably the worst part of this album for me. Is it the back? Hit the back, because it just was a jarring experience. You have at the last six songs, five of them are emotional, and then Hit the Back is this, like, random, like, mm. use me as your prop, even mm. though I just cried about you for four songs prior. And she could be talking about different characters, too, right? Like, that's absolutely... Maybe Hit the Back is her side piece. Maybe the four songs prior is her love and hit the back is like, I'm playing with this girl and I'm, and then, oops, I played with her and now I don't like it anymore and I'm still sad. And you were. I am honestly, because of this, this discussion, I feel like I, I need to listen to this album again. And like, (laughs) that's fine. and, and, And what I mean by that is like, I think that I really do need to understand like, if there's no story and I'm reading into it too much, great. But, Mm -hmm. If there is, I, I think Luke offers a fair point, but also a point that I would say, click, clack, ice cubes. <laughs> I, I tried to stop it. I tried. No, but I would, I would say, like, I would want to know how, I, how you could get, because I think Luke probably does offer a very fair point of, like, there are some slower songs, and honestly, some of those songs leading up to Hit the Back were slower, and that's mm-hmm. one of the reasons why when Hit the Back came out, I was like, okay, back to the good stuff yeah. for me, and why it was a top bop, but like... Great. Okay. Well, you know, I started this, and I'll end this, so I'll just say that we seem to have similar <laughs> ideas on the lyrics, mm-hmm. and words are great, but if sonically I don't want to listen to it, I don't want to listen to it, and that's that on that. Thank you. Simon, well, that's... I mean, you did give Taylor Swift's Folklore um, a bop, which was primarily led by lyrics. I would mm-hmm. also like to point out that that was my most tepid bop, so... Mm-hmm. Okay. And it's not on my vinyl wish list, sweetie. Mm. All right, so should we maybe start with um, what our... Um, what was it? Single obsession is of the of the week. Luke, do you want to get us start well, us with? Well, or go ahead. Really quick, do the um like general. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So general. Before we before we get into that, um, let's talk about like album as a whole, bopper flop. Knowing that we're getting pretty close to time, let's just let's just give the album bopper flop and move on. Mm-hmm. Luke, bopper flop. Absolute bop. So so glad she exists. Simon. Um, for me, definitely a bop, for sure. It's on my wish list. I'm going to get it when I, you know, have $30 from my <laughs> OnlyFans once that comes in. Getting real close. Um, but I would say there are maybe like two, three slower songs that just kind of took me out of the journey that I didn't love, but the rest I obsessed, like the first three quarters of the album. Fabulous. Sorry, I was only supposed to say bop or flop, but I liked it. So for me, it's a bop. Um, <laughs> moving on. Um, Luke, um, single obsession of the week. What song is in your ears and out wherever you want it to be? So this is awful because I, I love music. I like, it just Mm -hmm. is with me at almost like 80% of the day. I listen to music all the time. So I'm going to just mention, uh, Chloe and Hallie. If you haven't listened to Ungodly Hour, you have to. Great album. Um, my favorite is Rest of Your Life. Um, love them. They're fantastic. But honestly, the one that I played the most this week was WAP. WAP, yes. Did you get around to listening to that, Aaron? If I'm going to, okay, if I'm going to be honest, no, serious? I have not listened to it more than maybe like once or twice. Oh, you have listened to it. Though. I, okay. I think we listened to it after our oh, last yeah. podcast listening. You're so right. I have listened to it. I want to give it the time it needs. Sure. I have been just, uh, 
very much focusing on this album and prioritizing this album so I could like really thrive in this moment. Um, so I did not spend as much time with WAP as I probably should. This next week, though, and uh, the foreseeable future, I think I'll have to really give WAP a chance. And yeah, I think the reason I like it so much is because just rap, historically speaking, is always men degrading women. And it was this great, like, empowering moment of women owning their bodies and being sexual beings and loving sex because we've always looked at them as the submissives of of the two. So absolutely love it. Megan Thee Stallion came out of nowhere for me. I had no idea who she was prior to Savage and... Yeah, she's going to rule the world. She's fantastic. You know what, um, Luke? As one of um, your favorite pop queens once said, there has to be a space for submissive women. And these girls aren't submissive. They run the show. You don't fuck them. They fuck you. Oh. Absolutely. And you listen to WAP to find that out. So uh, mm-hmm. some space for some dominant women, too, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I think you could say that. Yeah. Simon, what about you? What is your um, single obsession of the week? Okay, I have a couple. Do you want the good news or the bad news? Um, I want you to follow the script for once. No, I'm kidding. What? Are you, tell me. Walk me through your journey. Don't limit me. Do you want the good or the bad? Bad. bad. You, you take the them bad? both, and there you have Simon's. Okay, I have to call this out. Let me preface this by saying, loved the album that I'm about to speak on, and I respect Madonna in what she does. Mm-hmm. Um, the remix for Dua Lipa's Levitating with oh. Madonna and uh, Missy Elliott. What a waste of time. I was I was really awful. hoping this album was her being like, okay, so everyone moved on from me to Chromatica. Time to bring Spotlight back. But no, yeah. girl, you did not claim any of that Spotlight. So, I mean, where to begin? Uh, no peaks and valleys in that journey. No. Madonna, God bless her, adds literally nothing to the track. I'll say Missy's verse was passable. Her name, her name. Madonna adds her name. That's it. But like, how much credit does that have these days? Not a lot. But so, we owe her a lot. We owe you. Yeah. We so do. Much. We Thank do. You, Madonna. Sir. Come on, Vogue. Past two thousand five. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. So Simon, that's um, like your. So that was just a negative one I had to bring up because I think it's a real litmus test to see if um, <laughs> you're like a aligned a with mind, us on our views no a mindless stand oh. of Dua Lipa or not <laughs> yes. if you like levitating let me be clear if you like this remix you like Dua Lipa too much and can't you don't uh, have taste you can't yeah. see the truth yeah and I like Dua Lipa a lot I do too okay. yeah I do too anyways um, on the positive side of things, I've been listening to Miley's new single, Midnight mm. Sky. Have you listened? Mm-hmm. Uh, I listened, like, straight away in this morning. Like, as I was going into today, I was yes. like, this, like, I'm hoping I can claim this as my um, current, or single obsession. Mm-hmm. Well, now we can just talk about it twice as long. Yeah. No, but it's not. So, uh, <laughs> but it is I listened to it, and I watched the music video, mm-hmm. and number one, Chanel. Um, so much. So much Chanel. Um, yeah. Directed by Miley Cyrus, so congrats awesome. to her, girl. Get, home, get that done. Yeah, DIY, that. just like us. Yes, DIY. I can, I can relate. Mm-hmm. Um, I listened to it once, and I didn't listen again the rest of the day. Oh, you didn't like it? It's not that I didn't like it, I, and I, I, I honestly think I'm going to like it, yeah. but I, I am... It didn't. It wasn't an earworm immediately, yeah. like some, th- like some th- th- yeah. songs like Never Really Over and those sure. types of things. Yep. Yeah. Go straight in. This, mm-hmm. I could get there, but I wasn't ready to give yeah. it the time of day. Sure, that makes sense. I had the same exact experience, and I think the reason is because I loved Slide Away, and I loved, like, her last thing, and okay. it actually is a different experience than, like, her last Completely. releases. 100%. Mother's Daughter, and 
not that it's it's not bad. It's just so different. And so I was expecting a, a, a continuation of She Is Coming because yeah. it is a continuation. Yeah. So I was like, I'm so excited for her album release because yeah. she's so talented. Vocally, it was fantastic. What mm-hmm. vocal the best? What I will say for it though is the vocal is different from her yes. normal singing. It mm-hmm. is yeah. more of her speaking singing than mm-hmm. it is her. Singing, singing. What I mean by that is like it has like that raspiness yeah. to it. Yeah. It has that like very love, rock country. Love that from her. Yeah. What I am super interested about with this song is how the album is all going to fit together. If it was meant to be, Completely. she is coming. Those five songs mm-hmm. plus this as Miley Cyrus is coming. I don't know how you put all of it these. Works. It's yeah. it's gonna it's gonna be an interesting ride, and we're gonna probably all be a part of it right. on Bopper Flop. Yeah, and yeah. I would just say that I think Miley has had a lot of like PR bullshit to deal with in yep. her career, so I think. that may be a reason that I think she's had some like identity branding confusion with Mm -hmm. her last couple of attempts. Like I'm not really sure where she's going and it seems like we're taking turns very abruptly. So I'm and I really root for her for some reason. Like I I don't like find myself rooting. I'm rooting for you, Miley, but I do for some reason. So I'm really hoping that this era comes with like a really clear concept and we are like, okay, it's bangers. Like Mm -hmm. I get it. I, my final, my final thought with this song is I don't, I'm not expecting that for Miley Cyrus. I think when you look at Miley Cyrus and what she, um, she has done with her career, it has been about kind of fuck the industry, fuck the norms, fuck whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not, I'm here to tell whatever story I want to tell, not like what you're going to try and put me into. Sure. And so if she wants to put out this random album that somehow ends up working, hopefully yeah. of mm-hmm. different vibes, different jives, I I'm here for it mm-hmm. and I'll probably still stand like, yeah. I, but to me, I remember her talking in interviews about how she doesn't really um, get invited to award shows for performances anymore because neither. <laughs> I, maybe one day, who knows? Mm-hmm. Um, she doesn't get invited to those things anymore because she's like kind of just like no one knows what to expect and right. she's just going to do whatever she wants. Yeah. And so from that, she doesn't get the media attention like she used to. She yeah. doesn't get it, but she still gets this virality whenever her songs come out or whatever she does. Yeah. Cause people are, no matter what, they're still interested in Miley Cyrus. Completely. Well, she has such a long career ahead of her. I mean, and that's right. the thing with her. That's so interesting is she's been famous since like, she was 14. Right. And so when we talk about all the different worlds she's lived in or the different personas, it's like we, we grow up like idolizing them. And then the minute they make a mistake, we turn our backs on them. And I think relatively speaking, obviously we've seen her have downfalls, but she's handled it all so well because she's had the spotlight on her for so long. And so I'm, I'm so excited for her. I know she's uh, recently sober, uh, recently uh, broke up with Liam Hemsworth. I think the thing with this song that I'm most interested in and her next release is just like, she is coming with so cohesive part one and this seems like so jolting from the first part yeah. one. So it's like, how does part one and part two work together? If that's her album idea, maybe she is coming isn't her album. Maybe yeah. that was an LP or whatever. I mean, we'll have to see and we'll have to, um, to review, um, on to me. What is my single obsession of the week? And this one comes courtesy of, um, what I dub as a YouTube hole, which I think we've all been in, where you put one music video on and you just let it keep playing. And sometimes it surprises you with a song that you end up loving. Well, that algorithm knows you better than you know yourself. 
Mm-hmm. A lot of Magic the Gathering videos, Gee. that's for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, the song that, that came up out of nowhere that I feel like I've listened to probably at least every day and watched the music video for every day uh, lately has been Something About You um, by Elderbrook and Rudimental. Hmm. Um, it's she, a She's indie. It's... <laughs> Elderbrook is very... She's is, like Taylor Swift now. Just, mm, yeah, wow. She yes. just did that all, all by herself. So mm, okay, Very wow. black and white. Um, it, you're not going to know Elderbrook. I have not done any delving into Elderbrook as an artist, so I couldn't tell you whether or not you should go into that. But I have done some delving into Rudimental, mm-hmm. and Rudimental has um, had some pretty good tunes throughout the years. Something about you, what I would say is not just listen to the song. The song is pretty good. I think the music video is just kind of, it's it's a really fun, interesting story about um, like um, group therapy. And oh, it, okay. it starts with this one guy and he starts with his journey and kind of tells his story through the art of dance. Prairie, I'm sorry. I was, I'm sorry. I was too loud. She's bored as fuck. It's too <laughs> indie. It's too indie. It starts with this one guy and he is talking about how he... Um, or he's using dance to describe how he's going through this, this group therapy session. And then what you see is someone across the, the circle kind of acknowledge like his struggles and try and connect with his struggles. And so he stands up and does the same dance with him. Like they're kind of going, I'm with you in this. We're in this together. And then slowly but surely, as it's kind of human connection about how you're able to relate to someone else's struggles and you can like, join in with them to kind of go through it with them. And by the end of it, it's the entire group circle all doing the dance together. And there's even a level of confidence within the group of like, we can get through this because we are working through it together, which to me, I I just, it was a good song, great music video. And that is my single obsession of the week. And that's poetry in motion. Mm -hmm. Um, I hadn't heard of that one. I'll definitely have to check it out after this, I think. Yeah. 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 Yeah, That's what I, um, well, with that, we are um, well over one hour, which I know is something we're trying to make ourselves under, but this conversation has been really good. Thank you so much, Luke, for joining us. Thank you for having me. I've waited my entire life to have someone ask me for my opinion, so thanks for giving me that. This was so much fun. And Luke, also thank you so much for de- demystifying and decluttering the Luke versus Lucas debate. People can all change your name in <laughs> their, their phones. so much. I know, yeah. yeah. And I'm finally... here. And, and finally, can um, say your name correctly on Grinder. Yes. Um, big Top 94. Oh, 94. Mm, 94. What that means. We'll have to unpack on, um, what is that? Touching Things with Simon? Touching Things with Simon. Um, premiering in three weeks after Bopper Flop fails. Mm-hmm. Um, this has been super fun. Uh, Aaron, uh, if people want to follow you, your life, your story, where can they find you? If you want to find me, I am at the Aaron on all social media, T-H-E-E-H-R-E-N. Hmm. What about you, Simon? Well, you can find me uh, just on Instagram at the Realist Simon. Um, follow my OnlyFans page. I'm very poor. And um, my Venmo is uh, at the Realist Simon. You do not need to send me money, but nice messages every now and then are good. Just like 69 cents with message is fine. Yeah. Yeah. How about you, Luke? You can find me on Instagram, um, L Miller, ND. Oh. Mm-hmm. Not not to be confused with MD as a medical doctor. People think that I am not a doctor. Not a M doctor. M as in nickel. 
as in not doctor. Not, not doctor. doctor. That's what that stands for. Mm-hmm. Luke Lucas Miller, not doctor. Not doctor. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you, listeners, so much for tuning in. I uh, hope you enjoyed our sultry voices, and we'll see you next week for another episode. Uh, do we want to reveal what we'll be talking about, or do we want to keep it a secret? Let's 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 um, let's keep it a secret. Oh. But what I will say is, make sure that you um, like and subscribe, mm, yes. and comment and. Um, Retweet, yeah, and um, I don't know what the TikTok terms are, but like whatever it's, that it's is, getting too. it's getting canceled. Doesn't yeah, we, don't, we won't yeah. have it soon. Yeah, hop on over to Apple Podcasts and uh, you know say something nice. Say yeah. something nice Five and fo- follow us on Instagram at bopperflatpodcast.com. Well, it's not dot com. It's <laughs> don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do that. Yeah, want to try it's that again? At, mm-hmm. at bopperflatpodcast on Instagram. Thank you. Good night. <laughs>